now back to the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate Show. Driven by Aristocrat Motors, Kansas City's home of luxury automobiles for over 50 years. Here's Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate as we build up to the Minnesota Vikings coming into Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. As we've been saying all morning, Matt Moore is your starter for this game. So the Chiefs will have their second game in a row with Moore from beginning to end. And you have to have more confidence this week given the fact that Moore was able to go front to back and get some film out there. Andy Reid uh, can work with them. Some of the other storylines we're talking about today is which chief skill position player will step up in this game. Uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, LaShawn McCoy. McCoy has had these two key fumbles and a few losses for the Chiefs, so uh, you wonder if McCoy... Uh, can make better of it. We had Dylan McCullough, the running backs coach, and Eric Bieniemy, who has that running back coach background at the podium this week. And Bieniemy admitted that the way that McCoy carries the football is not ideal or it doesn't feel good watching if you're a running backs coach. It would drive any running backs coach mad in the nation, an offensive coordinator. I look for McCoy this week if he is going to get the start with the Chiefs. I wonder if he's a little bit more tucked than he has been He typically, in his long career, he's 31 years old, has held the ball away from him his entire career, and it's worked. And he's managed not to fumble all that much. But again, two key fumbles here. I also look to McCole Hardman in this game. Hardman showed last week uh, that he is extremely talented. Uh, He earned a nickname on social media called Jet. Uh, He's embracing that. One thing he said this week is that he's going to try to have a touchdown dance in his pocket. Uh, if he is able to score a touchdown with his new nickname that he enjoys, if you have the cheetah, you have to have the, the jet nickname for uh, another fast player on your team. So Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and Sammy Watkins uh, another uh, are the other players that I'm watching to, to step up in this game. And I think the other thing you're looking at is, can the Chiefs prevent a guy like Dalvin Cook, who has been so good this year, among the best in the NFL, uh, from ruining the game, Uh, Just one week after Aaron Jones was able to compile 226 yards uh, from scrimmage. And it's just something that I've been thinking about. How do they handle it? Uh, Steve Spagnuolo this week on defending uh, running backs and Dalvin Cook in particular. Yeah, first of all, I got to do a better job as a coach um, not putting those guys in that tough situation. You know, we made a... Last week we made an adjustment at halftime. If I had to do it over again, I would have made a different adjustment. I'm not going to go into the details because I don't want to tell the next team what we're doing. But um, I wish I had done a better job with that. I, I, I didn't feel good about um, what the linebackers had to do in those particular situations, and that's not totally their fault. But it is the same challenge. Um, you know, we've got some things we've thought of, somewhat changed, uh, but I do believe it begins with when you have a dual f- threat like that is first concentrating on the run. Um, if we could get them in a one-dimensional game where they've got to throw it, that'd be nice. I don't, it doesn't happen with this football team because they're committed to running the football. Um, but we'll find ways to maybe not put our guys in that kind of situation and try to find a way. This number 33 is a good player. Uh, we've talked when we first did our game plan meetings, we talked a little bit about the next opponent on Tuesday. He was the first guy we talked about. Um, now we're not going to forget about the quarterback and the great wideouts they have and all that, but I think he, I think he makes it tick. 
Dalvin Cook leads the league in yards from scrimmage. It goes Cook, McCaffrey, Fournette, Chubb, and Thomas. 1,116 yards, a huge challenge today. Yeah, it's a great start for that guy. And he his, his thing is he's not been able to stay consistently healthy uh, throughout his career, even in college some. So the fact that uh, he has to this point, Shows you, you know, how how good he's able to be when uh, when he's at full strength. So we are just under an hour from this game coming up at noon, Arrowhead time. Vikings Chiefs right now. Let's go out uh, to Vern, who's at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Vern, how are you feeling today about this game? Um, feeling about the game per se. I'm interested to see what Andy can do because obviously last week every Everyone felt better about today's game because of the performance against the Green Bay Packers. My big question is, is Andy going to um, be as creative today? Because I think it's going to take that once again if you're going to have the kind of offense that I believe is going to be needed to walk away with a win. Can Andy um, show as much as he did last week? Is it wise to show that creativity at this point of the season? Um, along with Andy, Matt Moore, can he be as good as he was last week? Look, the reason why you were in that game against Aaron Rodgers was because Andy's greatness um, was evident and Matt Moore was solid. Can they each improve this week? I think that's going to be a tall task. That's the voice of Vern of show and Vern fame. You can catch him 10 to 2 during the week. Uh, Vern, you're at Arrowhead Stadium right now. We know that Patrick Mahomes will not start in this game. It's going to be Matt Moore Again, Chad Henney behind him, but it looked like from Twitter and so on that Mahomes was working out. What were you able to see uh, so far out there? Yeah, if I didn't know what had happened a few weeks ago, if this was my, you know, I descended upon Arrowhead and, watched, yeah, I would think he was the starter. It's, you know, it's difficult to read with him as well because you his arm is so incredibly powerful that he looks better throwing off his back foot than anyone does um, setting, throwing properly. Um, but, yeah, he, he looked like Patrick Mahomes going through warm-ups, looked very comfortable, was not favoring that right knee. The left ankle didn't appear to be a bother whatsoever. Um, it, it, it looks to me from, you know, a um, hundred-some-odd feet away, uh, looks to me like he could go today if he needed him to, but the team is erring on the side of caution. And, again, it lends credence to the reports that he'll likely return next week. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with what the Chiefs are doing here. I don't think this is something that you it's worth risking it because this isn't the playoffs. This is one game of a 16-game season. The Chiefs' future with Mahomes is more important than a single right regular season starts, so he, he should go next week. What else are you noticing out there? How's the environment? Is there an air of like, caution and getting too excited today? Sometimes you can sense that as far as a buzz with the fan base uh, of being able to come out with a victory today. I think the buzz is what I referred to earlier, the um, good vibes that came out of a, a, a third straight loss at Arrowhead, um, the good vibes that came out of that somehow. Um, if carried into today, I do think there's a sense of optimism. There's also a huge sense of Vikings fans uh, <laughs> in the parking lot around the city going to be at the stadium again today. Uh, they really turned out maybe not as many as Packer fans last week, but it will be noticeable at Arrowhead. Um, yeah, I think there's an excitement because what they showed last week um, kind of you know, highlighted the 
greatness, again, of Andy Reid. You saw Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones is coming back. The optimism with the defense is obviously um, picked up since that Packer game. So, yeah, I think there's, um, I don't want to say reticent hope, um, but there, there is hope. Maybe not we're going to scream about it, but we're going to walk around pretty confident today. Vern, I'm a little jealous of you because my friend Steve's going to get to watch the game with you. How much food do you expect him, press box food I'm talking, to consume to, in, during today's game? Uh, well, I imagine he's going to eat before he sets his bag down at his <laughs> desk here in the press box. So there's one. He'll try to front like he didn't already eat, so then he'll go for round two <laughs> me and Witkowski, and then probably two trips at halftime. So over <laughs> under right now, I would say, is a three and a half. Okay, that's a good prediction. Uh, wrapping up, when it comes to this game, what's your prediction? How does this play out? Man, um, I, I want to take the Chiefs because I want to root for the Chiefs, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to have to take uh, Vikings 28 23, something like that. Um, I didn't think last week was going to be close. I thought this was the game. If you were going to win one of these uh, first two without Pat, I thought it would be this one against Minnesota. Um, and Chris Jones, I'm trying not to put too much on his plate because I think that's kind of a, a setup, especially if they use him a little bit differently today because of the uh, Frank Clark and the absence of Alex Okafor as well. Um, yeah, I, I just have to think the weapons on the Vikings offense prove to outweigh yes the Chiefs have weapons and they have Andy Reid but Matt Moore is that that five point difference between these two teams that is the voice of Josh Vernier you can catch him on show and Vern I'm sure he'll have plenty of reaction to this game uh, tomorrow 10 a.m uh 10 to 2 uh on 610 sports radio thanks Vern thank you so there you go uh, Patrick Mahomes in, at least in Vern's eyes Looks to be a guy who's ready to go. It's crazy, buddy. But the Chiefs are being cautious. And I think this is what you want if you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that they're to this point even. I think just flat out, it'll be like 25 days. If he comes back next week, there'll be a 25-day wait for him to uh, to come back and play from a dislocated kneecap, which I think is just ridiculous. The fact that he's been, you know, so active so far is just phenomenal. So, hopefully they get him back, and hopefully that's kind of the start of, of a big home stretch run for this team. Coming up in just a few moments, we will read your comments and questions live here in a AP Live mailbag. Text in your question 69306. You can also mention us at Arrowhead Pride. Matt Moore, the starter today, ready for this challenge of the Minnesota Vikings. Great test. Um, great players, obviously. And they've been playing together for a long time. Uh, they've, they've been in that scheme. They've been with each other, you know, all their communication extremely cohesive group obviously on defense so that's going to be challenging and um, they're very sound in what they do and that makes us just we just got to kind of be on top of our game and and execute uh, what we got going on but but uh, yeah very good defense for sure not to spoil our premier picks which comes at the end of the show where we give the audience our, our exact prediction how we see the game playing out but man it seems like there's a lot that the Chiefs have to overcome to win this game. Oh, there is, just like it was last week. You know, and I think it starts with Patrick Mahomes. I think any game Patrick Mahomes plays, they're going to have a chance in. But if you throw in all the other stuff around him, uh, the, the the offensive line still not completely intact with Eric Fisher, Kendall Fuller not playing. Those kind of things do 
you know, it, it makes this. It makes this, Frank Clark too. Like, is, there's just a laundry list of things that the this team is having neck, to overcome. The, the neck mis- of Clark, a mystery neck that we don't really have a ton of clarity on. Like, I, there's a lot. There's a lot there to unpack, and and it's going to be a big challenge for this team to win, and and it's going to have to be an Andy Reid game for the to to be an opportunity for them to do that. There's a couple underrated storylines I'm looking at today. Like, if you're a matchup fan, Harrison Smith and Travis Kelsey's interesting. Mm-hmm. How the offensive line does against Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin. Can the Ma- Chiefs manage a player who is an All Star, Pro Bowler, future All Pro like Dalvin Cook? Oh, do they use more McCole Hardman? Nine snaps last week, still got the two catches and a touchdown. There's a lot of things to watch in this game. Absolutely. Uh, and the receivers for the Vikings, too, like Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, both healthy, massive challenges for this football team. Uh, there's there's a lot of storylines. There's a lot of question marks about this group and, and what they're going to be able to do this week. Okay, uh, get your questions in. It's the Protein House. Eat with the Purpose. Text line 69306. We'll read your questions, your comments, react to them on the air live coming up next. Plus, Matt Moore versus Kirk Cousins will break down the matchup. This is the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Aristocrat Motors. The Arrowhead Pride Tailgate Show driven by Aristocrat Motors. Mailbag. Send in your questions on Twitter to at Arrowhead Pride. Take it away, Pete. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride tailgate as we get ready for Vikings and Chiefs Week 9 coming at you at noon central time, about 45, 47 minutes away. It's time for a live Arrowhead Pride mailbag. Get your questions in 69. Uh, 306 or on Twitter mention us at Arrowhead Pride uh, this one from Jerry Frank Clark a bad signing or a horrible signing oh I just let's just pump the brakes on Frank <laughs> Clark a little bit I think he's been playing hurt for the majority of this season if you watch how he plays and I think he's done a really good job despite that I think he's been really motivated to get out there I still have a lot of belief in this player uh, just give him a chance I he, I think he's done a pretty good job even regardless of the is- issues that he's had I'm just confused by this neck injury. It didn't happen it, in the game. It's he mysterious. Finished, he finished the game. And so I just continue to be confused by really all all, all that has happened with Frank Clark. Yeah. Has, has he been playing hurt? Why isn't he on the injury report then? What is the deal? Uh, did Brett Veach make a mistake? Did he know that he was going to be injured? I think there's so many questions that can come from this thing. Uh, I wonder how it eventually um, plays out. Uh, this from Bruce says we're done today without Mahomes. Well, then I guess you have a free Saturday. Uh, Today's Sunday. Or Sunday. I'm sorry. I, I guess you're just going to have a free day today because there's no reason to watch this football game at all. I guess you're just going to be one of the few people in Kansas City not watching the Chiefs play today. Not that we're fantasy experts, Kent, but this question in from the Protein House, Steve with a purpose text line, Kirk Cousins or Lamar Jackson today? I ooh, that's a tough one. I, I think, Lamar Jackson playing the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football. I think Lamar Jackson's floor is higher, and I think there's some garbage time potential for him if they get blown out. And I still think you've got to account wow. for his legs running the football. It's going to be hard to take everything away from Lamar Jackson. They're probably going to try to take one thing away. So that's what I would. That's probably what I'd, I'd go with Jackson. I would actually go with Cousins in this one. I think you saw some of the success of of Aaron Rodgers last week. I just don't feel comfortable playing anyone against the New England Patriots right now. I feel like they'll get a turnover, and then that all of a sudden screws up your fantasy day. This, are you surprised that Darwin Thompson was inactive after the quotes from the running back coach? I clearly am, Pete. (laughs) Uh, I had him as a player spotlight. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised by that. 
Uh, it, it, it's okay. It's understandable. They, give him time. He's going to get an opportunity down the home stretch. They're going to need him. They, you need you need depth at running back position anyway, and there's some opportunities late in the season where he can make some plays for him. That's a good point. You sometimes think about quarterback a little bit more in that manner where you're the backup, but you can go in at any time. You always have to be ready. You always got to have the game plan. It's always got to be one of these things where in a second you can put your helmet on and the offense uh, can't blink. But running back is like that too. The running back injury rate is so high. The Chiefs have been fortunate. LaShawn McCoy pushed through some injuries. Uh, Damian Williams was out for a game. But uh, more often than not, the Chiefs have had their full four guys healthy and ready. Right. And and that's not necessarily going to be the case moving forward. And I, I think any of the guys that they have right now, you can feel confident, com- comfortable and confident in their in their ability to step in and make plays for this team. Get your questions in, 69306, Protein House, E with the Purpose text line. What does Kelsey's final line look like today? Let's go with uh, eight catches. Eight? Eight catches. Eight catches. 84 yards and a touchdown. 84 yards? 84. Oh, man. No more, no less. I'm not going to go as high as eight catches. I'm going to say five catches, 61 yards, and I'll give you a score, too. I'm not going to go 84. What about Dalvin Cook? Ooh, uh, give me the receiving yards. I want the rushing yards. I want the total touchdowns. Give me, the, give me it all. 118 on the ground. 118. 43 in the air. Two touchdowns. Okay, I you have to go above 100 on the ground. I just that's reality. Yeah. You, ho- you hope that the Chiefs can win, even if Cook goes 100 on the ground. I'm gonna say buck 40 on the ground. Wow. Um. Through the air. Another buck 40. 81. Wow. 82. 220 yards, Peter. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, It's not going to be good. Um, And we'll say two touchdowns. It's going to be a good fantasy day, I find, uh, for Dalvin Cook. I had a good fantasy day for him. You have a nuclear fantasy day for him. Did the Chiefs make a mistake by getting rid of Carlos Hyde? No. I think they've got plenty of depth behind him. Uh, or you know, regardless of him, they've got plenty of good guys in there, and running backs don't matter. You have them for one year, and they got three years of Martinez Rankin for him. That's a fantastic deal. Martinez Rankin is probably going to be in the picture for this team along the offensive line for the next you know few seasons. We're getting ready for the Chiefs and the Vikings, but it's a London week, right? So you have the Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, going out in the fourth quarter. Texans are probably going to win this game, nineteen to three. Looks like Garden Minshew, Minshew Magic through an interception. But Carlos Hyde's line, Kent, 16 carries for 160 yards. That's good. Good for him. Congrats. And he just fumbled on the two-yard line. And he just fumbled on the two-yard line. The guy was in. And then Garden Minshew threw the interception right back to him, so they're right where they were. The guy was in camp as a member of the Chiefs. And everyone hated him. I thought he was slow. I liked him. You, You liked him? I liked him. But... I'm glad they got three years of control of an offensive lineman for him. Bill O'Brien's stupid for making that choice. That's the frankly. that's the Arrowhead Pride uh, mailbag. Quick point on running backs while we have it. Uh, Eric Bieniemy actually talked about some of LaShawn McCoy's fumbles this week. I'll say this. I think it drives every running back coach crazy in the country, not just here <laughs> in this building. But uh, LaShawn has always had a unique way of carrying the football. And the, the, the beauty of it is is that he really hasn't put it on the ground throughout his career. So he knows how to manage the football. He knows the importance of ball security. So when it's all said and done, with, we're expecting him to take care of the football and, and handle that. You know, and I know he's had a, a little rough patch, quote, unquote, but 
One thing I know about our guys, they're not going out there to play and, and make mistakes. They're going out there with the intentions of making it happen any way they can, but making it happen in the right way. Can't you who who starts at running back for the Chiefs today, you think? I think it's probably LaShawn McCoy. Me too. I think Still, so too. I think they just come right back to him and, and give him that opportunity. So I tend to think so as well. It's time now for the quarterback battle. It's time for the quarterback matchup. Here we go. Kirk Cousins coming into Arrowhead Stadium. He played college football at Michigan State. He's a fourth-round pick made by the Redskins back in 2012. In March of 2018, he signed a three-year, fully guaranteed contract with the Vikings for $84 million. Good for you, Kirk. The jig right there. In six years, Cousins is a career 40-39-2 and and 14-9-1 and in his past two seasons with Minnesota. Cousins was named October's NFC Offensive Player of the Month and this season, he has 13 touchdowns and there's three interceptions. Cousins playing some really good football coming to the Chiefs game on Sunday. Yeah, I think he's been ex- exceptional this last month. That He's done some really good things. After not having a ton of trust in him, Mike Zimmer did not really trust him the first few games of the year. There was a game this, this season where he threw the ball 10 times, Pete. 10 times. But they've kind of opened it up a little bit, and he's done some really good things. I think if the Chiefs can get pressure on him, they're going to be able to affect him in a way that he'll probably throw a couple turnovers to him. This has been such a weird season for Cousins where he had to like apologize to Adam Thielen. Uh, Stefan Diggs requests a trade, is in the doldrums. You're wondering if Diggs was this one-hit wonder type of dude. And then October comes, and Kirk Cousins had 1,262 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one pick. But I'm just not convinced this is the real Kirk Cousins. I mean, we've seen this before and this is how he was able to get that fully guaranteed contract Kirk Cousins big we or big month came against the Giants a banged up Eagles team Detroit and the Redskins when you talk about banged up Eagles team that's exactly what the Chiefs are today they do get some people back Chris Jones comes to mind but they are ultimately one of these banged up football teams I think they have a little bit more uh more health to them right now than the Eagles have in their their stretches where their their entire secondary was decimated now the Chiefs secondary just looks like it's decimated all the time because of the lack of talent but Chris Jones back I think these guys up front can affect Kirk Cousins and they're gonna have to if they're gonna win this game on the other side we know that Patrick Mahomes is not playing in this game so we get another dose of Matt Moore Matt Moore played college football at Oregon State and it's why he is known as the Big Beaver in no. college, according to J.P. I refuse to accept that. <laughs> the Big Beaver. In no. his first starts in 2017 last week, Moore was 24 of 36 for 267 yards, two touchdowns, and for the most part, he was serviceable. This game against Vikings will be the Chiefs' hope, his final game of the season, as Patrick Mahomes <laughs> will probably return to the lineup next week. Yeah, Matt Moore, I think he did everything you can ask of him to, uh, to win a game last week. Andy Reid probably should have been a little bit more aggressive in a few situations uh, to, you know, try to try to steal a possession or keep a possession going. But, uh, yeah, I think if Matt Moore does the same thing he did last week, I think the Chiefs are going to be in a position to win. Uh, he did more than enough. Just let the let the playmakers make plays for you this week, Matt. Kent, you're such a big pun guy. You, you did one by accident right now, right there, saying that he did more than enough. So uh, I'm proud of you for that. Thanks, buddy. Um, Matt Moore, Just flows, Matt Moore, to me, one of the questions I asked him before his initial start was, do you see this as a possibility 
where you can get a backup job or something more next year. Uh, here, I just did it. Um, <laughs> and I think that he has. I think he's earned a role in the NFL next season. I, I do, too. And you see this happen every now and then with some of these older guys. They get a, one opportunity, and it gives them a chance to extend their career for a couple seasons. And, and Matt Moore probably fits into that mold. Uh, the Chiefs have a couple really quality backup quarterbacks, you know, aged veterans that, you know, have been around and seen it all. And Matt Moore, you uh, you got the opportunity with Andy Reid to extend your career, and I hope you uh, get a couple years moving forward. And, Matt, you don't want to be a backup, right? You want to be a, a starter next year. Okay. So go out there today. And throw for six touchdowns. Matt Moore could throw for six touchdowns this week. Pete, and you'll and be a Dolphin again next he year. He still would not get a starting job next you'll year. Be like, a let's just be honest you about that. You could scout at the Combine, and then you could go and be the starter for the Dolphins <laughs> next year. Yeah, why not? Train Tua. That's your quarterback battle. Um, Mentor Tua. Game. Another note. The notes keep coming from Matt Derricka of, of Chiefs Digest. Here's a bit of a wrinkle. The Chiefs are running through warm-ups with Martinez Rankin staying at left guard and Andrew Wiley moving to right guard in place of LD. So they're moving them around a little bit, So sounds like. We won't really know the starters until these guys line up. I guess so. They're just keeping everybody guessing. Will they, won't they? Will, will Patrick Mahomes play? This has, for some reason, been the Chiefs game as of late. They just don't want to tell you anything. I wonder. I, I have this this theory. You you. Sometimes use the phrase tinfoil hat theory. Uh-huh. I think Andy Reid just knows he's up against it, especially against these two NFC North teams, and says, all right, let's just make them spend any amount of time yep. they possibly can doing something they don't have to prepare for because that gives us an edge. I mean, Still we five two, minutes. The, exactly. The Minnesota Vikings, they had a long break. We've talked about how successful Andy Reid has been after these mini buys and these bye weeks. They've had 10 days off before this game. Yeah, it They've, they've been trying to steal a minute or two here or there. And teams do this all the time. They'll put stuff on tape, uh, you know, in a blowout potentially, that, so a team has to prepare. Andy Reid, he's really good at mis- misdirection on the field. And, boy, is he playing a lot of misdirection off the field before the game even starts already. I didn't. I think going into this week, because you, we went out to practice a few times, Matt Moore was taking the first uh, snaps, and again, it is in warm-ups. You're just getting warm for, for the full duration. But I think the Chiefs knew the entire week Matt Moore was playing. Of course him. they did. And, of course they did. And they knew Darwin Thompson wasn't going to play either. Members, yeah. I feel like a pawn or I maybe, you know, I, in, in the game of chess, I think I feel like I would be a queen. Real elusive, really <laughs> could do it all. But I felt like a queen. They're using us. Get it out in the media that Pat Mahomes looks good. Pete, take this cell phone video. Make sure it gets to Minnesota, so they have to prepare for Patrick Mahomes, yada, yada. And I played right to it. I was, I was, a, I was a member of the chess game. They could have done it even a, a further step. They could have made it seem like Chad Haney might have started, too. Like, they could have had a three-way quarterback, you know, mystery going if they had really kind of pushed, you know, Chad Haney a little bit, too. Will he, won't he? I don't know. You're right. It really could Bummer. have been three-way. I'm, I'm happy that it was only two-way. <laughs> um, Bishop, also another good chess piece. I also like the horse. Do they call it the horse? I don't know. I don't know, man. I haven't played chess in years. I would. Yeah, I feel like, again, I feel like I'd be... You I'd play be, chess, I play checkers. Okay. <laughs> that That is the case. Um, when we come back, we will go out to Minnesota uh, to talk to a member of the Daily Norseman. What the Daily Norseman is is our SB Nation... Uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, website. So a lot of insight coming at you. It's behind enemy lines, and it's next. The Arrowhead Pride Tailgate Show, driven by Aristocrat Motors. 
Now back to the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate Show. Driven by Aristocrat Motors, Kansas City's home of luxury automobiles for over 50 years. Here's Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Ken Swanson bringing you to noon Arrowhead time. The Minnesota Vikings taking on your Kansas City Chiefs with Matt Moore at the helm. The Arrowhead Pride Tailgate's driven by Aristocrat Motors, Kansas City's home of luxury automobiles for over 50 years. Right now, we are joined uh, by... Christopher Gates of the Daily Norseman, our SB Nation, Minnesota Vikings uh, website. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing all right, Pete. How are you folks going over there? We're feeling okay, getting ready for this Chiefs-Vikings game, probably like you guys uh, in Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings started the year 2-2, two and two, and all of a sudden have ripped four games in a row off. What do you find to be the biggest difference here? Uh, I think, honestly, the uh, the offensive line has really started to get it together. Uh, we had that loss at the Chicago where the offense just basically did nothing for about 56 or 57 minutes. And, you know, Kirk Cousins was just getting blasted and chased all afternoon in that one. And I'm not sure exactly what changed between week four and week five, but uh, ever since then, the offensive line has played markedly better, uh, particularly Garrett Bradbury at center, who struggled the first four weeks and, appears to have really finally started to uh, to get it at the uh, NFL level here. So uh, I think that's the biggest key uh, for uh, for why this team has won four straight. So we here in Kansas City, we, we're just watching from afar, right? So we see Kirk Cousins' games occasionally when the Vikings are on national television. We can see red zone, different things. Kirk Cousins seems like a guy who's always up and down. And I think a lot of us are looking at this game and wondering, okay, is this going to be – the game where maybe the proverbial shoe drops. Do you guys sense that as far as, as, as Vikings followers and writers that you aren't really sure if this is the real Kirk Cousins that led to what was the NFC player of the month for October? Uh, I can assure you as Vikings fans, and myself personally, I've been waiting 34 years for the other shoe to drop. There's like, <laughs> perpetual, other, there's like perpetual other shoe droppings happening in Minnesota. So we, we try not to get too hyped up because we just know that the inevitable is coming and our souls are going to get crushed. This is like but Kansas City. In this particular case, <laughs> yeah, it, we're, we're nihilist, basically. It's really kind of awesome. But uh, yeah, in this case, I mean, Cousins, you know, they they brought in the uh, the guys from Denver. They brought in Gary Kubiak and Rick Dennison to help uh, fix the offensive scheme. And, you know, he's been one of the best play-action passers in the league over the course of his career. So they decided, hey, why don't we do that more often and they're doing it more often and it seems to be working really well I mean, playing to your quarterback strengths is you know, something that works it's pretty pretty amazing to see that after last year but uh, but yeah I mean as long as the offensive line continues to perform and Cousins gets protected and stays upright and you know he gets the compliment from the running game uh, there's no reason to think this can't continue but uh, you know just the way People view Kirk Cousins, like you said, it's just just perpetually waiting for you know that moment where he screws up in a big situation, <laughs> and you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But you know, right, so, yeah. Uh, Stephon Diggs requested a trade earlier this season, but he too has been great lately. What do you make of his situation? Was he just in need of more playing time, more opportunities to work with the football? I mean, the first few weeks of the season, the Vikings weren't throwing very much. I mean, week one, they played the uh, the Falcons, and they only threw 10 passes all game. 
And, you know, the, the passing game really didn't get going right away, and I think Diggs is just frustrated. I mean, he got the big contract extension a couple of years ago, so the Vikings obviously see him as a top-flight uh, receiver. And he wanted to, uh, you know, be targeted to the point where, you know, that was reflected. And over the past uh, three weeks, he's caught 21 passes. He's got seven receptions in each of the last three games. He's gone over 100 yards in each of the last three games. And, you know, some of that might have had something to do with Adam Thielen being on the sideline. But, yeah, he's uh, he's started to step it up. And, yeah, I just think uh, Cousins is looking his way a little more frequently. And, you know, he's uh, he's drawing uh, a lot of attention now. I'm sure it's been fun this year watching Dalvin Cook and all that he could do. When you look at another team and and what they are doing to prepare for this guy, how do you potentially stop Cook? Is it just impossible? Is he just that good right now compared compared to a guy like a Christian McCaffrey? Is that where we're at with, with Dalvin Cook? I mean, a healthy Dalvin Cook is a difference maker. We said that all yeah. off season this year. You know, his first two years in the league, he really wasn't healthy. Uh, he played three and a half games in his rookie year before he tore his ACL, and he might not have been fully ready to come back last season, and that led to some of the other injuries he was dealing with. But yeah, I, I think a healthy Dalvin Cook is one of the four or five best running backs in the league. I mean, he he can do everything in the uh, the screen game, catching out of the backfield. Uh, running, running the football, and he might be the best back in the league. Yeah, making something out of nothing because we've seen a bunch of plays this year where it looked like he was going to get dropped for a two-yard loss, and all of a sudden he does a spin move or sticks his foot in the ground. The next thing you know, he's ten or twelve yards downfield, and it's just one of those things where if if he's healthy and he's seen the field. Uh, it's one of those situations where you know a defense can do everything right and still. Uh, not get him stopped and you know just kind of hope you get him next time but yeah I, I think he's definitely a difference maker and as long as he as he stays healthy this uh, offense is going to be uh, continuing to improve and evolve we're talking to christopher gates a writer for the daily norseman our sb nation uh, minnesota vikings site getting ready for this game noon hour ahead time the chiefs and the vikings so when it comes to the vikings uh, on defense on the other side of the football we know that Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback today. No Patrick Mahomes. Which of the Chiefs' skill position players, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, et cetera, et cetera, what, what do you think is the biggest mismatch uh, for the Vikings' day? I mean, obviously, the, uh, some of the Vikings' corners have struggled this year, uh, particularly Xavier Rhodes. He's been getting picked on quite a bit. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily shadowing number one receivers anymore. And uh, as good as Travis Kelsey is, uh, Tyree Kill's probably presents the uh, the biggest potential mismatch because obviously there aren't many teams in the league that have a corner that can keep up with him uh, straight speed-wise anyway. But, yeah, he, I think he presents the biggest problem uh, for the Vikings as far as uh, matchups are concerned, and hopefully they can at least do a little bit to slow him down this afternoon or else it could be a long day. How fun has it been watching the ends, Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin, do what they do? Oh, Daniel Hunter is just insane. I mean, I don't. I'm, he's in his <laughs> fifth year in the league. At, he's, in, he's in his fifth year in the league, and he just turned 25 earlier this week. It seems like he's been here forever, but he was the youngest player in the NFL when he was drafted. And yeah, he's just evolved. And you know, watching uh, Everson Griffin after everything he dealt with last year, uh, he's basically back to his 2017 form, where he was one of the best pass rushers in the league. And you know, it says a lot. 
to uh, as well how about the Vikings coaching staff that they can take guys like this because I mean, Hunter was a third round pick, Griffin was a fourth round pick. He's been in the league for a while, but uh, they can take these guys that aren't necessarily uh, premium first round type guys and they develop them into uh, some of the best pass rushers in the league. And yeah, that says a lot about uh, Mike Zimmer and Andre Patterson, the Vikings defensive line coach. Christopher, great stuff so far. Wrapping up with this, what's your prediction? How do you see this game playing out? I think this is actually going to be a really close game, despite uh, Mahomes not being out there. Um, I don't think the uh, the matchup of Dalvin Cook against the Chiefs defense uh, looks good for Kansas City. Right. Uh, I think they're going to try to get Cook going early, and if they can do that, it's going to open up a lot of other things. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to do just enough to uh, to get out with the win this afternoon, but I think it's going to be a close one. All right, well, that's Christopher Gates. Again, you can catch his stuff if you're interested in the other side of it, dailynorseman.com. We appreciate the time. Thank you, Pete. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. Uh, you could hear it in his voice when it comes to Kirk Cousins. Like That's how fortunate we are in Kansas City to watch Patrick Mahomes and to have Patrick Mahomes that you're not dealing with this quarterback anymore where you're wondering, is he legitimate? Is he a, a actual franchise guy? No, you know that. The the fact that he's coming off the NFC Player of the Month award for you know but the, you heard the, for October that reticence in the in the the anxiety about him is just it's kind of crazy to think about but I I get it uh and, and Kirk Cousins he's making a lot of money a lot of guaranteed money I need to get I need to get what he's having he's getting paid like a franchise quarterback I don't I still don't believe in him I think I I think he's due for a stinker maybe it's tonight. Or maybe it's today. Speck and Joel, if you're listening, guaranteed money sounds good to me. Ooh. So if you ever send that message out there into the universe. Be uh, right. Ken Swanson on at Ken Swanson's Twitter, Kirk Cousins is due for a stinker. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, I, it might as well be today, Pete. <laughs> it might as well be today. I don't know if it matters with Cook. That's my only thing. I don't know if it matters. You, well, you know, know I, mean? I think I think the run defense has been a little bit better the last couple of weeks. I think there's some things that you you should feel positive about with that. And if they can, you know, if they devote energy and and, and numbers to the run game, you know, put it on Kirk Cousins. I don't hate that. I don't hate that strategy. One note also from Christopher that I found interesting is that the offensive line has been boosted. I guess it wasn't that good for Minnesota early on in the season. And if you're going to give Kirk Cousins some time and he can get in the hands of guys like Thiggs and Thielen, that's just another worry. And Cook, Cook included in that, too. Those the, the outside receivers, are, I think the if, if Cousins can connect with those guys, I think that's ultimately what decides this football game. Honestly, if Kirk Cousins can go in and deliver some of these throws to these guys, that's really the cornerback position for the Chiefs is not a strength, despite what people say. You could hear it, and I, and I know this is true of every game, but it just feels like because Moore is starting instead of Mahomes once again, it is critical for the Chiefs to get off to a good start on defense. Absolutely, holding them to a field goal, or like last week, almost holding holding them three and out. If it wasn't for the penalty, like I think that is going to be huge in just setting the tone. And, again, I don't know what advantage you necessarily have at Arrowhead anymore, but get that place rocking right away. Right away, set the tone defensively. Yeah, and the Chiefs have kind of – they've been slow starters on defense the entire season. I think Spags kind of plays pretty vanilla early to try to figure out what you're doing and then from there kind of just make some adjustments. And you saw that last week too. Even though they got off the field initially and, and the penalty extended the drive, you saw them make some adjustments pretty quick and – and we're you know really rushing some uh, sending some blitzes with the linebackers yeah. and having a lot of success attacking the protections of the Vikings and I think that really helped kind of slow them down and put them in a position to potentially win that game. But 
they got it. They got to start fast. They got to start fast this week. It's it's got to happen. And you you heard it in, in Christopher's prediction. If Cook can get going, like that to me is huge, and that's something Tyron Matthew talked about in the locker room this week too. Was just hitting Dalvin Cook and making sure that your presence is known, letting the other team know, okay, he's not going to run all over us today. I think that's huge, and and it's something you didn't really see with Aaron Jones, and I think that's why Jones got going and he never stopped. Aaron Jones beat you in the passing game uh, more than he beat you in the run game. And I, I'm more worried about Dalvin Cook when 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 Cousins turns around and hands the ball off to him. I don't think he's as dynamic of a route runner as Aaron Jones is. Right, It's kind of a guy that's going to be able to catch the ball in space and just do work with it. Um, so I don't think it's going to be the same kind of matchup, but uh, yeah, the, the run game for him is where I'm, I'm most stressed about him. So that is behind enemy lines. Looking at the clock here, we got less than 20 minutes till Chiefs-Vikings, Matt Moore versus Kirk Cousins. When we come back on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, we'll play win if, lose if, plus our premier picks for this game. It's all next. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate show, driven by Aristocrat Motors. Now back to the Arrowhead Pride tailgate show, driven by Aristocrat Motors, Kansas City's home of luxury automobiles for over 50 years. Here's Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, wrapping it up as we get ready for Minnesota Vikings at Kansas City Chiefs week nine, right after the game. Don't forget the Arrowhead Pride postgame show with myself and Jay Binkley presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. You know that uh, Jay's going to be firing off. Some takes. Hot takes. The guy loves a take. From one Jay Beagley. Loves his linebacker days from high school. (laughs) Keeping stats. Keeping his own stats back in the day. I'm surprised you remembered them all. 14 sacks in high school. They probably, like like the dollar, it's probably inflated a little bit since then, right? That's some shade. Luckily, you don't have to be with Bink on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show uh, presented by 7th Street Casino. Luckily, jeez. Things I'll be watching in this game, guys. Let's change the subject from Jay Binkley. Uh, Titan Travis Kelsey, 160 receiving yards away from 6,000 yards in his career. If he does it before week 15, which he probably should, he'd become the fastest tight end to collect 6,000 receiving yards and 450 receptions in NFL history. Fastest. Wow. Uh, he's at the age of 30 years old. Impressive. Uh, Harrison Butker, some kicker, some hot kicker stats. One point shy of hitting the 350 Career points scored milestone. Uh, Butker's 349 career points ranked third in Chiefs history uh, for most points scored by a Chiefs player in their first three seasons with a club. The great thing I think about Butker, just quick point on Butker, we don't really talk about him a lot, and I think that's what you want with the kicker. That's like, a good how, thing. How much are they talking about kickers in Chicago right now? Right, and he's he's a, he was a great ad by Brett Veach. Every once Wait, in a while he'll miss one, um, but again, it hasn't been in a key spot where you're blaming it. Uh, on Harrison Butker. And they got him for five years now, I believe. They locked him up to a long-term deal. It's going to be hard to get rid of him, too. So, Congrats. Uh, Following the defensive output of nine sacks in Week 7, the Chiefs unit collected five total sacks in Week 8. By matching the output in Week 9, the three-game stretch of at least five sacks, again, tall task here with the offensive line of the Vikings playing good, but five sacks uh, in each game would mark the first time a Chiefs defensive unit accumulated at least five sacks in three consecutive games since 1997. Frank Clark said sacks come in bunches, and they've been right. They've been real hot lately. Well, the games don't come in bunches for Frank Clark at this point, oh, so that's, that's what's tough Peter. about that. Uh, wide receiver McCole Hardman, our final thing to watch, uh, recorded his fourth career receiving touchdown in Week 8 versus Green Bay. 
With a receiving score in Week 9, Hardman would match wide receiver Otis Taylor's rookie record for the most receiving touchdowns in the Chiefs' rookies' first nine career games in club history. That's impressive. It is impressive, and the Chiefs have found ways to use him. He hasn't had to, you know, he didn't have to catch a ball behind the or past the line of scrimmage last week. And if he does that again, if he can score again from that, that'd be impressive. That should not be a pass, by the way, but it is. Yeah, and, and whatever, Matt, whatever. Matt Moore can pad his stats. And Good for him. Hopefully, get some some money. Here's Eric Bieniemy on using McCole Hardman a little bit more this week. Well, I'll say this: Yes, you know, you you always. When a player can come in and not play as many snaps, you always feel that, yes, you need to get them going in some type of way. But I will say this. We have a unique skill set of players. So it's hard trying to say, hey, let's get them all out here. We're going to get everybody a 1,000 plays, and everybody's going to be successful. One thing we do understand, we do understand the importance of being a team. We do understand the importance of being a band of brothers that are all on the same journey together that's trying to accomplish a goal. So when your number is called, let's make sure we maximize that opportunity and make the most of it. I tend to think we'll see more Hardman this week in some capacity. Well, we also thought we were going to see more Darwin Thompson this week, and he's not players, active. The so. AP player spotlight's uh, inactive this week, so that's that's good That's good on us. Yeah, good job uh, by us. It's good t- job. It's time now to play win if, lose if. Let's start with... Win if. Let's see uh, what we think. The Chiefs win. Here we go. Oh, there yeah. we go. Perfect. Can't take it away. The Chiefs win this game if what? If they can affect Kirk Cousins. I'm still not a believer in this guy. I don't think he's particularly good. I don't oh, wow. think he's worked a guaranteed contract. And I think he's a little bit afraid uh, of some pressure. So if you can put a little pressure on him, affect Kirk Cousins, he will make mistakes and he will no longer be you know, he, he will not get his defense of the NFC def- defensive or offensive player of the month off to a good start this week. Our, our pal, our, our new contributor, Ethan Douglas, our analytics specialist for OurHeadPride.com is going to hate this take. But the Chiefs just need to control the, the time of possession a little bit more. Oh, God. And Beat. play like other teams play the Chiefs. Dusty, can you shut his mic off? Keep, keep long methodical drives going long methodical drives first down first down first down maintain the football then you get a turnover or two all of a sudden it's a game here i think the chiefs are up against it today they miss patrick mahomes and it isn't because kirk cousins has outstanding a quarterback uh, but the skill position guys to me uh, are a daunting task so maintain that time of possession uh, that i believe is how the chiefs win uh, let's go to the other side the Chiefs lose if. All right, Kent, what do you got, me? Last week I came here and I said the Chiefs lose this football game if they lose the turnover battle. And ultimately, losing that fumble by LaShawn McCoy was what lost them the football game last week. It's the same thing this week. They can't turn the ball over. They got to be perfect. No interceptions from Matt Moore. No fumbles from anybody. They tur- They don't turn the ball over. Or if they turn the ball over, they're going to lose this game. It's just. It's just that simple. See, I find this to be one of these days where you just have to prevent it from it being the Dalvin Cook show where there's Cook and all these highlights and just everyone else is there, which I think it could very easily turn into. I worry about this player. I've been talking about him the entire show where he just takes over this game and every time he touches the football, the Chiefs just can't do anything. Uh, And I think if you can maintain that and make sure that he is just not – running at will, then I think all of a sudden it becomes a football game. But it could, it could get a little ugly if he gets going, especially early. Yeah, and I, I, I'm i not going to have the time of possession argument with you, but they do need to kind of... 
They need, I think Dalvin Cook's really the thing that makes that thing tick, and if he does have some success, that's going to be a problem for this football team. So that is a win if, a win if lose if. Um, another tweet we say uh, we're seeing on, on the Twitter sphere from someone who was at the game, our friend His Dirkness, officially the most opposing fans he's ever seen at Arrowhead Stadium. Gross. Are we looking at, at a purple crowd today, Kent? Is this going to look like a Chargers home game? Where the road team just out. This from out. Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star. Tons of Viking fans at Arrowhead already today. <sighs> That's you, you hate to see that. You don't like to see that. And I, they you know might what? have a, a good reason. To, it's a quick drive from... from it's not bad. And Seven I, hours? And I think, too, when you're planning now, and this is something you got to remember as Chiefs fans, when you're planning now, people are going to want to see their opposing team against Patrick Mahomes because he's the best quarterback. No one knew that would be Matt Moore today when they're booking this flight and, and either driving down or buying these tickets. You want to see the best. You want to see your team play the best. My guess is this is a late a late purchasing crowd, so they saw what was happening. You think happen- it's late purchasing? I think, I think the Chiefs, I think Chiefs fans probably sold their tickets to Vikings fans, like late. I don't think, I don't think if Patrick on, Mahomes Chiefs was playing, fans. I don't think if Patrick Mahomes was playing this week that – the, the 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 ratio would look like it is. I think a bunch of Chiefs, a bunch of Vikings fans decided this last week or so that they were going to come to this game. I think that's that's just my guess because it's an easy drive. It's easy to get here. From what you're seeing on Twitter, it, I mean, it almost looks it almost looks fifty fifty from this from this photo that Vahe Gregorian of the Kansas City Star put out. I mean, it is early. Not everyone is there yet, but his darkness again just said stadium is not full, but it is literally sixty forty Vikings fans right now. What is going on? Ugh, this looks like a K-State home game. So we talked about the Arrowhead advantage really not being a thing based upon record. This would be another step in the wrong direction uh, for Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, but time now for our premier picks. One last chance to guess wrong. Here's Pete and Kent's premier picks, driven by Aristocrat Motors, Kansas City's home of luxury automobiles for over 50 years. You know, she always says that. Last time, you know, last chance to predict wrong. But I try to be right here. I, I'm on a uh, pretty big losing streak here. Kent, you had the Lee Corso moment last week where you took the Chiefs head mid-prediction. Threw it in the trash. Threw it in the trash. Are you sticking with the Chiefs this week? No. Oh, wow. And maybe maybe I'm this, a... This maybe, Hulk Hogan bash at the beach moment. Maybe this is a good thing because last week I had some optimism. I tried to provide a little bit of hope to Chiefs Kingdom and yeah. I predicted the Chiefs to turn. win the game. I am picking them to lose and I hope I'm wrong. I'm already way down in the prediction ratings on arrowheadpride.com. I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to I'm just trying to pr- pr- provide some good juju, mix some things up, be a pessimist for this game and hopefully that's enough for the Chiefs to win this game. I've been playing in this football pool since I grew up. There's this thing where if you're toward the end at the end, you could try to lose in the other direction last place gets their money back i feel like we're working on something like that with you you're an intentional tank job for me my premier pick by the way premier picks brought to you by aristocrat motors kansas city's home of luxury automobiles for over 50 years forgot to say that my premier pick today is uh, unfortunately joining you in the dark side ken I, well, I, I think the vikings win this game i always look at the quarterbacks and that's always what i look at when i'm when predicting games not that kirk cousins to me, is that much better than Matt Moore by a lot? <laughs> wow! But, wow! But that's he, some slander right there. Kirk Cousins get made a hundred million dollars guaranteed. He's better. He is better. I will say, but he by is not much. By not much. Matt Moore was teach, was coaching high school All two about weeks Gabe, ago. That's okay. Six weeks ago. I will say, listen, Kirk oh Cousins is better, <laughs> um, but his weapons are 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 what what does the difference for me against this Chiefs defense. 
still banged up, uh, missing what was supposed to be their best player in Frank Clark, uh, even though he hasn't been that this year. Uh, the Chiefs well. do get help with Chris Jones. Uh, but I just ultimately think it's too much, unfortunately, for the Kansas City Chiefs against the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to miss Mahomes. Um, 31-23 to 23 is my final. And this game and the past few games, to me, can have been a clear, I think, picture of just how valuable Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, you talk about the MVP of the National Football League, you see that value in games you don't have him. If there was any question before that, uh, it's been answered. The, the the guy is exceptional. Kansas City doesn't understand how special he is, and I think they all think he's pretty special. This guy is a complete game changer, and it doesn't matter who the other 21 guys are on the field. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl, and uh, hopefully he gets back soon. Hopefully, if, imagine if the Chiefs pull off this game, the kind, of, the kind of momentum this team will have. Only three losses on the ledger. You probably get Mahomes. You probably get Eric Fisher back. Who knows what's happening with Frank Clark, but you could get very healthy very quick for the home stretch and, and really make a run at this thing. And I think I think a bye week is still in play if you right. if you win this game today. It's massive for this football team. I think, too, you just keep playing. Like If you can somehow make this one-and-one, one, this stretch without Mahomes, where you, you get this one, you never know what's going to happen tonight against Baltimore. Baltimore's looks pretty good. Maybe they get one against New England Patriots. Maybe something happens here where you suddenly – can lose three games, four games, and, and be the first seed. I don't think that is out of the question either. Uh, I'm a little bit more pessimistic about that one. Uh, but I wouldn't be. I, I would be if the Chiefs didn't play the Patriots. I think that all of a sudden it just becomes interesting. You never know. Yeah. And you see, so you keep playing, and somehow the division gets back to you. I remember one and five, one and five, and the Chiefs won 10 games in a row. You never know. And they're running the risk of being a five and four here. This is a big game for this team, and they're obviously not at full strength. Uh, hopefully you steal one. If you steal one, that's just massive. And I think the energy in that building changes. I think everybody gets really, you know, energized by by a big win, and and then and then and then the troops come in, you know, the, the big time with Patrick Mahomes potentially coming back and leading this team the last eight games or seven games of the season. A note from our wonderful producer Dusty Likens: Fox has already shown Patrick Mahomes once, so another thirty nine would tie. Uh, last week's 40 times. Well, we'll be on we'll be on Mahomes watch. We'll see how many times he shows up on the broadcast. That'll be uh, your thing today, Ken. I mean, we do task you. We call I call you the the best Patrick Mahomes analyst in the city. No one watches more Mahomes film than Ken Swanson outside the organization than Ken. Uh, maybe that's what you do today. You have a little tally, an abacus or something and you just count the times that Fox shows Patrick Mahomes. How many times he scratches his head? How many times he leans over and tells the coverage to the guy next to him? How many times he's, you know, adjusting his earpiece yeah we'll, we'll we'll get some really good charting stats on that this week flowy hair i'm sure there'll be a couple memes uh for patrick mahomes i mean uh this is a guy too who has been helping matt moore he, he said matt moore said i mean i love mahomes vision and what's amazing about that is um moore is 35 and, mm -hmm. and mahomes is 24 and it's for him to be taking advice from this kid speaks to Mahomes. I think I think what you've seen from Mahomes this year is just how cerebral he is because he hasn't been fully healthy but he's still been just picking teams apart and I think that's what's so frustrating about the season is you haven't got to see Mahomes at full strength being able to utilize those incredible movement skills while also showing the the level of ability he has to process the game of football because I think he's processing and he was processing at a just a rare level uh, before the injury. Matt Moore gets to start today again and playing for his career. We'll see how the Chiefs do uh, and, and see if they can bail him out. Big game for Hill, Kelsey, Watkins, Hardman. Let's see how the Chiefs manage the Vikings, Thielen, Cooks, and Diggs. That uh, should be a good game for the Chiefs. But don't forget, after the game, this is big, 
after the game, we have the Arrowhead Pride uh, post game show with your calls. You'll get to hear from your Kansas City Chiefs, the Arrowhead Pride post game show. Baby. Uh, you hear Jay Binkley already talking about the Big Beaver uh, fired up. The Arrowhead Pride post game show presented by Century Casino. Uh, thank you to Dusty Likens, Craig, and Matt, uh, our friend from the Daily Norseman, uh, Ken Swanson, Dusty Likens for everybody. Uh, my name is Pete Sweeney. Enjoy the game. has been the Arrowhead Pride tailgate driven by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac on 610 Sports Radio. Join us as we take your calls on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. As well, Carlos